in Jesus name amen all right so you may be seated just a few are clapping because you don't you don't appreciate what God is doing just a few are clapping just appreciate what God is doing hallelujah we are excited about tonight's all night Wow. Hallelujah. Now, it's very difficult to decide to come for an all-night meeting because of the time involved and the energy involved. But trust me, it's so rewarding. Hallelujah. All right, play something soft for me. It's so rewarding. And I believe this morning the Lord, the Lord is going to enlighten you so much and distribute and supply the spirit to you. Glory. Alright, so I just quickly want to go into the teaching of the word. And of course, today's uh, teaching is also an unusual teaching that many are not expecting me to teach. But I'm teaching it because you need it. Hallelujah. Many of us have been robbed too much. By the time has come, we have to enjoy what God has given to us. Praise God. All right, so this morning I'm teaching on dreams, visions, and trances. Oh, you are not excited at all. <laughs> My God. Charlie, after this morning, eh, something is going to happen to many of you. I can, I can assure you. Hallelujah. Many a times, there are a lot of wonderful, beautiful prophets of God who minister prophetically, even more than the dimension I operate in. But most of the time, people are not able to communicate it in such a way that people can also function in it. But I thank God that this morning, the Lord has anointed my lips. That as I teach, there's going to be an impartation on most of you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm so excited. Are you ready for the word? Yes. Are you sure? No, you are not excited. Are you ready for the word? Yeah. Alright, so you can jot the the teaching down, the teaching title, Dreams, Visions, and Trances. Now, this teaching is very sensitive because most of the time, when we get to understand certain truths about, you know, the grace of God, we almost tend to ignore certain vital spiritual concepts. And which sometimes to an extent causes spiritual damages to us. And one of these things that we easily ignore when we are under the, under the grace of God. Or when we hear more of the teaching of grace. Is that we ignore spiritual gifts and then revelatory 
encounters. Praise God. It got to a time in my prophetic ministry when I got to understand grace, I discarded all my prophetic gifts. So for two years, I was not prophesying again because I said, what do you need again apart from the grace of God? There is nothing left. So I stopped prophesying. I said, it's not necessary. So for two years, I stopped prophesying. And the Holy Ghost was just laughing at me. He said, when you grow, you understand. And as I grew, I understood that we can never do away revelation gifts. Because it's a New Testament thing. It's part of the New Testament. In fact, one of the gifts that the Spirit of God embeds within our spirit to cause us to function effectively in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. So without a proper teaching of these concepts through the lens of grace, we stop desiring for revelatory encounters. People who understand the grace of God have stopped desiring for revelatory encounters like visions, prophetic dreams. Now, when I say dreams, I'm not talking about just dreaming, dreaming, dreaming. No. I'm talking about prophetic dreams visions and trances now many a time because we have not been well taught we think that these reality are for those who were clerical or for prophets or for special people in the body of christ which is a wrong teaching very wrong and this morning we are going to establish the truth praise god now means visions and trances are so easy in the body of christ because from Genesis to Revelation, we see prophetic encounters through dreams, visions, and trances. God established his covenant with the Old Testament saints through dreams and visions. God warned saints through dreams and visions. God gave directions through dreams and visions. God gave instructions through dreams and visions. And even in the New Testament, a very great and vital truth was established through a trance, which is a revelatory gift. When God wanted Gentiles to be partakers of the grace of God, it was through a vision that doctrine was established. Peter was in the upper room. He had a vision, seeing a sheep come down from heaven with all manner of both clean and unclean animals. And the voice said, Peter, rise, kill and eat. And he says, no, I've not eaten anything unclean from infancy. Because it's kill and eat. He said, no. And the Lord says, do not call anything unclean when I have called it clean. And he came out of the trance and the Spirit of God told him, people are waiting for you. He went downstairs, not knowing there were people that were sent from Cornelius. And then they went to meet and then they would teach. The, the, as Peter taught the gospel, the Spirit fell upon them and they began to pray. And since that time, Peter did not doubt that God's plan was not only for Jews, but for Gentiles. It was through a revelatory experience. 
Are you here with me? But of course, not all revelatory experiences should be doctrinized. But I'm just making a point here. Are you following? So dreams and visions and trances are both Old Testament and New Testament concepts. And listen to me, they have not faded away. They haven't faded away. Now in the Bible, first of all in the Old Testament, those who had relevance all had visions and dreams. Number one, Abraham. Number two is Isaac. When there was famine in the land, everybody was running away to Egypt. Isaac also wanted to go and he had a vision. And God says, don't go. Stay in the land. And the Bible says that he sowed in that year and in that same year, he reaped a hundredfold. In obedience to the revelatory, revelatory experience he had. So that means God reveals things to us for our profit and for our advantage. Are you following? In the Bible, Jacob also had dreams and visions. He had a dream seeing angels descending, ascending on, through a ladder. He had a dream. He had a vision. I mean, I can't go into that because that's not my teaching. I'm just brushing through all these ones to get to my main teaching. Moses had an encounter seeing a burning bush. That was a vision. Even those who are not born again, God even spoke to them through dreams. How much more the believer? Abimelech was not born again. Yet God spoke to him through a dream. Pharaoh was not born again. Yet God spoke to him through a dream. In the Bible, Joseph also had a dream. And a dream revealed a prophetic plan. So God can hide his prophetic plans through dreams. Are you following? Ezekiel had dreams and visions. Jeremiah had dreams and visions. Isaiah, Daniel, and many of their likes. Even in the transition in the New Testament... Joseph, the father of Jesus Christ, had dreams. And God warned him through dreams to take Jesus away. And in fact, if Joseph did not run with Jesus, they would have killed both Joseph and Jesus. And you'll be wondering, how could they have killed Jesus? Well, if they couldn't have killed him, God wouldn't have told him to run to Egypt. <laughs> Are you following? Yeah. Mary had a dream. Paul had vision. In fact, his ministry was founded on a vision. On his way to persecute Christians and a light. And through that light and through that vision he saw, he was transformed. So visions play an important role in the body of Christ today. Peter and other apostles, God communicated to them through dreams and visions. Are you following? Now, you must understand that dreams and visions were prophesied. Joel chapter 2, the verse 28. Joel 2, 28. Now, look at this for yourself. 
So if you're a believer and you are not dreaming or seeing visions, you are not just only disobedient. You are robbing yourself of a and a great treasure. It shall come to pass afterward that I pour out my spirit upon all flesh. So look at that. He says, I will pour my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters shall what? Prophesy. The word prophesy there means speak the word of God or speak words of power. He says, your old men shall what? Dream dreams. And your young men shall? Shall? Are you seeing this? So if you're a young man, young woman, you're not seeing vision, there's something wrong. There is something wrong. And that is what I'm going to deal with this morning. To lose you and set you free. <laughs> and you see, to prove that this was not an Old Testament reality, Peter confirmed it in Acts chapter 2, the verse 17. Now look at this carefully. Coming from the verse 16. Acts 2, 16. He says, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet. Now, this was the day of Pentecost, okay? Uh-huh. He says, and it shall come to pass in the last day, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your young men. Do you see that the, the previous one, the young men came last. This one is telling you that, Charlie. <laughs> he says, your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. So, when a believer receives the Holy Spirit, one thing he can easily function in is seeing visions and dreaming. So, seeing visions and dreaming is, is an outcome of having the Holy Ghost in you. So, if you have the Holy Ghost, you are qualified to have dreams and see visions so if you're not dreaming and you're not seeing visions then there is a problem that needs to be solved are you following this thing so now in the entire bible there are different prophetic dimensions that people can find themselves functioning in okay there are different dimensions of, of prophetic revelations now, some of them are dreams. We have impressions, strong impressions. We have strong desires and sensations. We have visions. We have trances. So, there are different prophetic revelations. There are some you don't see, but you just sense them. It's like an impression from within. You want to go somewhere, something is impressing you, don't go. And you don't understand why. Like there was a time I finished, I was coming to church. My wife was not around, so I was coming alone. I locked the door. I wanted to go, but I just couldn't go. I don't know why, and I'm late. I want to go. I'm like, there's an impression. Stay. So I just opened the door again, and I went inside. I didn't understand why I was going inside. And the Holy Spirit says, go and check your iron. When I went, my iron was still on. But you see, some of you don't know this reality. So the thing is there, you say, oh, Asa. <laughs> Move. And it's because of the wrong teaching you have. 
you, you feel that, okay, this experience is for only prophets, for only men of God, and for spiritual. So, let me not bother myself. And we have missed a lot of things. He says, your sons, your sons and daughters shall see visions. So, if you're a believer and you're not seeing this, you are robbing yourself. You are robbing yourself. Tell somebody, you they do yourself. Yeah. There was a woman in the either a, the late 18s or the 19s. She was called Maria Itawood. She was called Maria Itawood. She was an evangelist by calling. She was in ministry for over 40 years. Now, she had a very unique gift which I desire from God. You know her gift? When she's doing crusades and thousands of people gather, when she's done preaching, you know her water call. She'll just blow air on the whole congregation and everybody will fall down there anointing. And you'll have a dream and you go to heaven and come. You see, you don't understand. She'll just blow air. Everybody in the crusade will fall under anointing and they will have visions of heaven or they will have encounters of going to heaven. When they come back, they'll be, they'll be born again. She's called Maria Itawood. You can go and Google her. That was her main calling. That one is easy. When she's done preaching, everybody falls under anointing. They go to heaven. So in her time, people went to a sketching in heaven. Up and down, just like that. And we are blowing air. Nobody is falling down. Receive it. They are not receiving it. Tell somebody, Father... I desire this anointing. I desire this anointing. I'm sure somebody is saying that you, I don't even need it to affect you, just me. Let it affect just me. Hmm. Now, let me quickly um, explain these three realities. So, number one, we want to look at dream. What is a dream? Now, a dream is a visionary pictorial and imagery forms of revelatory encounters through which God speaks to us while asleep. Now you don't need to write word for word, okay? And if you feel sleepy also you can stand at the back. Okay? Alright. A dream is a visionary pictorial or imagery forms of revelatory encounters through which God speaks to us while asleep. So dreams are images and pictures we see in the spirit while we are asleep. Okay? Number two, we come to visions. Visions are mental pictures, images, and videos in our mental faculty while we are awake. A vision is a mental picture, image, or video in our mental faculty which we see while we are awake. And this is good. Now there are two kinds of visions. We have open visions and closed visions. Closed visions are visions you see in pictures. Open visions are visions you see in a physical form. Are you following? Closed visions are visions you see in pictures while you are awake. 
Open visions are visions you see in a physical form while you are awake. So, an open vision is like I'm seeing Pastor Moses. I'm seeing it. I can touch him. I can hold him. That's an open vision. So, people had encounters like that. Seeing angels, they could relate to touch. That's an open vision. And a closed vision, one you see in picture, it comes in a video or a picture while you are awake. Are you seeing that? It's my prayer. I prophesy upon 20 people in this house. I declare that may, may pin you up to open and close visions in the name of Jesus. Now, the Lord told me that after this teaching, there are some people he's going to open their eyes. Number one, there are some people also, their dreams are going to be activated. And number three, there are those who are going to start to see visions. Now, this is not a joke. I'm telling you what I'm, I'm, I'm saying. The Lord has given me a special gift. And the Lord says that anytime I teach people, there's going to be an impartation released as they listen. I'm telling you. Let's finish this quickly. Number three is trances. Now, trances is quite very technical, but it's very easy to understand. They are mental pictures or images we see in between sleep and awakeness. Now, let me explain. Dreams happens when you are asleep. Visions happens while you are awake. Trances happens in between sleep and awake. So, for example, you are just reading the Bible and you are just dozing off. Then you see a picture. That's a trance. And many of you have missed it because you thought it was nothing because it was just a tree. You missed the whole thing. Because sometimes we feel we must see full video before we see God talking. But that tree was God communicating something to you. And because you don't, it has not been well explained to you, you said, it was just a tree. And you ignore. The next time you just saw a flash of light. It was just a light. Continue. And many have missed it because you see, they are in stages. The more you are sensitive and you respond to the first one, you act towards it. You write it down. You pray into it and it develops. So from pictures, it becomes slow motion videos. And from slow motion videos, it becomes videos. Are you seeing this? But you see, okay, let me not go ahead of myself. You must understand these three things. Dreams happen while you are asleep. Visions happens while you are awake. Trances happens in between sleep and you being awake. So you are not totally asleep. Are you following? Good. Now come to Numbers chapter 6, the verse 8. Dreams and visions are God's common way of speaking to people. Now look at Numbers chapter 12, the verse 8. Come to seven. Six, 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 sorry. Good. He says, and he said, hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision and will speak to him in a dream. So the pictures you see is God speaking. Though it's pictures and though it's videos and looks like a movie, it is God speaking. 
God is making something known to you. Praise God. So God speaks through dreams and he makes things known through dreams. Come to Job chapter 33, the verse 14. Job 33, the verse 14. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Look, he said, For God speaketh once, yea, twice, yet man perceiveth it not. That is the problem. Many don't perceive what God says in dreams. Look at it. Look at it. Next verse. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep falleth upon men, in slumberings upon the bird. So you see, God speaks to his saints while they are asleep through visions and dreams. But he says, oh, many of them don't, they don't get it. Look at the next verse. He said, then he opened the ears of men and sealed their instruction. Now, what are revelations for? talking about dreams, visions. What are they for? Number one, they are to communicate an important information about you, someone else, or a system. Number one, they are to communicate an important information about you, someone else, or a system. So they communicate information. So dream communicates information. An example is Mary. The angel appeared in a vision and in a vision, they gave her an information concerning the child she was going to conceive. Are you following? In the vision of Cornelius, he had a vision where the angel appeared. And the angel gave him an information of how he was going to be saved. Number two, dreams are for warning. They are for warning. They are for warnings from danger impending danger dreams are for warnings an example is the story of joseph where god warned him to move because they seek to kill the child number three dreams are for direction they are for direction or instructions so if you want to take an important decision or go on a certain path God can use dreams to direct you. An example is Acts chapter 16, the verse 9. When Paul wanted to go to Asia and the Holy Spirit forbade him. And just some few days later, he had a vision. The Bible says, and a vision appeared to Paul. So Paul saw visions. So a believer must see vision. The apostle of grace saw vision. So you must see vision. Right? There stood a man, look at the vision. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him saying, come over into Macedonia and help us. In other words, dreams and vision can make your work easier in ministry or as a believer. Because the spirit of God forbade him and he was idle. He didn't know what to do until he had a vision of a man calling him to come to Macedonia. So Paul could have gone to Asia and he would have missed his purpose. So dreams and vision can help us through the path of God's purpose for our lives. We need to understand that in as much as God wants us to save the whole world, we are not sent to the whole world. And God can use dreams and visions to give us specific assignments as it matters to his plan for our lives. 
Are you following this teaching? Number four, to expose hidden secrets. Dreams and visions and trances are to expose hidden secrets. There was a time the Syrian army had a discussion concerning how they were going to destroy Israel. But before they came, they had already been ambushed. And one person said, there is a prince Israel. Whom whatever you discuss, the Lord show it to him in his bedroom. May God give you this ability. In the name of Jesus. It will take you by surprise. Because everything will be made known to you. I see the Lord showing you secret things. In the name of the Lord Jesus. If you believe it, rise up. Put your hands on your eyes. And say in Jesus name. In Jesus name. Let my eyes be opened. Let my eyes be opened. To see visions and dream dreams. In Jesus name. Scales from my eyes. In Jesus name. You'll be surprised. Before your boss takes a decision, you're already aware and you have made plans and provisions already. Please be seated. Number five, to give prophetic words with an appointed time. To give prophetic words with an appointed time. So dreams can contain prophetic words which can be filled in a certain time. The dream arrow had he saw lean animals swallow fat animals. He didn't understand. God was telling him about a famine that was going to take place. It's seven years. So it was a prophecy. Are you following? In Genesis 15, God gave a prophecy to Abraham in a vision. In a dream, actually. Of what was going to happen to his descendants. 430 years. God gave him a vision of what was going to take place 430 years. So dreams contain prophetic words. Are you following? Now, you must understand that in the New Testament, though we are led by the Holy Spirit from within, it doesn't ignore the reality of the Spirit saying something through dreams. Though we are led in the New Testament by the spirit from within, it doesn't deny the fact of God showing us things through dreams. Are you following this? Now, I need you to write this down. Why are dreams necessary today? Why are dreams and visions and trances necessary today in the New Testament? Why? Number one, they are one of God's most effective ways of speaking to his beloved people. Dreams are necessary today because, number one, they are one of God's most effective ways of speaking to his beloved people and even to unbelievers. It is one of God's most effective ways of speaking to his beloved and even to unbelievers. Thank you, Jesus. Number two, because many believers are not sensitive and spiritually developed enough to sense God's prompting and voice from the inner man of the heart, God has to use his most common means of communication through dreams. Let me repeat that again. Because many believers are not sensitive and spiritually developed enough to sense his promptings and voice from the inner man, God has to use one of his most common means of communication, which is dreams. 
So God is still giving dreams today in the New Testament because many Christians are not sensitive enough to sense the promptings of the Holy Spirit from within and his voice from within. So God has to still maintain his common way of speaking to men, which is dreams. Now I need you to understand something. We live in a falling world. In fact, the Bible calls Satan the God of this world. We are living in a world where the systems are governed by the devil himself. The Bible says the whole world is in the sway of the evil one. In as much as you want to argue with it, Satan is the God of the systems of this world according to the scriptures. And Jesus himself agreed. When the devil showed Jesus the kingdoms of the world and says, bow to me and I'll give this to you because it was given to me, Jesus did not argue. Because he understood that Adam gave him the systems of this world. When he obeyed. Are you following? So we are living in a fallen world. Now in this fallen world, now nudity, greed, social media, phones, family, friends, work, food, have so easily distracted us from that of God. We are living in a fallen world where nudity, social media, family, friends, phones, food have easily distracted us from responding to the promptings of God. Are you following this thing? So, the devil has orchestrated many systems that has kept us distracted from hearing God from within. So, during sleep, you shut your nerves. You shut your mind. You shut your stomach. You shut your eyes off from all distractions. So it becomes the only means through which God can interrupt your reality. Are you seeing this? So in your sleep, your eyes closed. Your nerves relaxed. No stress. You are silent. Your nerves are relaxed. Your body system is relaxed. Everything is relaxed. So God uses this opportunity to interrupt with your reality by speaking to you. That is why dreams are necessary. There's too many noise in the system. You can look at yourself as an example. How many times are you with your phone? So imagine you are with your phone Bishop, please let me let me show you something. And so hold this phone. Okay? And I want to show you something. So look at your phone and be present. This is the Holy Spirit. Okay? He show you something. Watch. Can he see? Why? Because he's distracted. Now that is what is happening in the world today. Are you following me? Bishop, it's okay. So there are a lot of things the Spirit of God wants to show, but so many distractions, and we are not able to see them. So God uses dreams to speak to us. Are you following? But you see, there is a problem. There's a big problem. What is the problem? There are too many voices in the world today. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, the verse 10. There are too many voices. There are many voices in the world today. 
He says, there are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world. When I talk of voices, I'm talking about things that speak. Either through dreams, visions, anywhere. There are too many voices. So that means God is not the only one speaking. There are other things speaking. So the fact that one dreams does not automatically mean that God is speaking to him. Are you following here? Now, if we don't get our source right, we can ruin our lives for good. Praise God. So, this means that don't expect that dreams will just come automatically and God will be talking. No. You must create the channel of your dream pathing. You must create the channel of your green pathing. Of your dream pathing. You must what? Create the channel of your what? Dream and vision pathing. You must create it. Don't expect it to happen automatically because you are born again. No. You need your dream pathing to have a constant flow of prophetic dreams and visions. Now you must understand that there are three sources of revelation. Either through dreams, visions, or trances. There are sources. Number one is spirits or demonic spirits. Evil spirits. So dreams, visions, revelations could come from three main sources. So not every dream is from God. Are you following? Now this teaching is so critical because we've seen many people commit so many blunders because they felt they had a dream and God was talking. You must understand that ignorance can be a platform the devil can use to give you dreams. Ignorance can be a platform the devil can use to give you dreams. Number two, wrong teaching can be a platform the devil can give you dreams. Wrong teaching can be a platform. The devil can use to give you dreams. That means as a believer, for you to have prophetic godly dreams, you must not be ignorant. Number two, you must not encounter wrong teaching. Are you following? Second Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 4. You must understand that not all Jesuses are the same. They are different Jesuses. According to the word. Now look at this. He says, for if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus. Can you see that? Whom we have not preached. Of if, or if ye receive another spirit. Which ye have not received. Or another. Are you seeing these three things? Another Jesus. Another spirit. Another gospel. That means not every Jesus from every pulpit is Jesus. I was amazed when the Lord showed me this. So you can enter into a place when they are calling Jesus. In fact, Jesus was not the only name given to Jesus. So there were other Jesuses before Jesus came. In fact, the word Jesus in Hebrew is Joshua, from which we have Yeshua. So it was a common name. Are you following this thing? So it is not every Jesus that is Jesus. And it is not every gospel that is gospel. He says there is another gospel, another Jesus, and another spirit. So another Jesus will produce another spirit. So if you receive a teaching about the Jesus, which is not the original Jesus, you have a spirit which is not the Holy Spirit. 
And once the spirit is not the Holy Spirit, you have realities and encounters coming from that source. Hmm. Is somebody be blessed? In fact, in this same chapter, the verse 14, the Bible says, even Satan masquerades himself as an angel of light. Look at the verse 14. Good. He says, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. So there are demonic dreams which are not from God. Number two, dreams coming from self. Self. We call it the soulish dreams. They are dreams that are produced from the soul. From the energy of the soul. Solid dream, soulish dreams can also come from as, a, from as a result of you wandering about in the course of the day. After eating three balls of kenke, you can have kenke dreams. You must understand. There are dreams that are food dreams. They come as a result of satisfaction. So don't feel God was speaking to you. Robert was full and satisfied. He had a dream and saw storms. He said he saw Jesus coming. We call him Indomie Jesus. That's what he saw. So don't think everything somebody sees in a dream. You can have dreams coming from self. Sometimes you go out through the day, you are so stressed and you have dreams. You know you were working, maybe you were a salesman like me once. Salesman. I work everywhere, everywhere looking for business. So you have dreams. You see yourself working in Makola Market. See yourself working in Kanishi Market. See yourself working in, you know. Yeah. Just walking about. And you wake up and say, God, are you leading me to the market, please? He's not leading you anywhere. <laughs> there are dreams that come from the energy of the soul. Colossians chapter 2, the verse 18. I was surprised when I saw this. And I know you'll be surprised too. Look, he says, let no man beguile you of your reward in voluntary humility and worshipping of angels intruding into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up by the fleshly mind. So the fleshly mind can produce revelations. Next verse. He said, and not holding the head. You see the thing? Not holding the head from which all the body by joints and bands have nourishment ministered and knit together, increased with the increase of God. Next verse, look. He says, Wherefore, if ye be dead with Christ from the rudiments of this world, why as though living in the world and are subject to ordinances? So there are dreams that can come from the flesh. Say the flesh. flesh. Say the flesh. flesh. Alright. And sometimes you can think about some things. Ah... Your worries and your problems. Your imaginations. Sometimes you can think, sir, that if I was coming despite, what would I do? Then you'll be thinking about it. Then you have a dream. Out of it. You say, yeah, I'll be like coming despite. Master. 
So there are dreams that can come from the flesh. You have been worrying, and you'll be having dreams based on what you keep feeding on. Are you following? Now, this is very critical because if you don't get this truth right, we'll be doing so many things and accepting so many things, interpreting so many things, and doing certain things because we had a dream. Number three, this one is a big bomb. The Holy Ghost. Dreams coming from the Holy Spirit. Now, how do you know that a dream is from the Holy Spirit? How do you know that a dream is from God? Now, come to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 21. Now, you must understand that the Bible gives us the permission to judge prophecies. In other words, the Bible has also given us permission to judge prophetic revelations. Look, he says, prove all things. Hold that which is good. The next verse that came before the scripture, no, 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 don't go there. Come to the uh, 20. He says, despise not what? Prophesies. The next verse says what? Prove all things. He says, don't despise. So if anybody that despises prophecy because of New Testament is, does not understand scriptures. But he says, you must prove all things and hold that which is good. So you can scrutinize prophecy, including my prophecy. You know, many prophets are scared and are intimidated, proud that people cannot reject their prophecy. You see, I got your attention. Yeah. You can reject a prophecy. If you follow the criteria of the scriptures, the Bible says, prove all things and hold that which is good. So he can give you three prophecies and you can take one. Hmm. I know you are not getting this thing yet, but you get it. He says, prove all things and hold on that which is what? Good. God has given us permission to judge prophecy. And we can see that in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, the verse 29. What's happening to the TV? Good. He says, let the prophets speak two or three and let the other judge. So prophecies can be judged. The word judge means that to scrutinize, to analyze, so you can analyze prophecy. The most accurate prophecy is the Bible. Every other prophecy can be judged. It's the same with every other revelatory experience. It's the same with dreams. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 4, he says, test the spirits. So you must test dreams. You must test dreams. You must scrutinize dreams. Not every dream you must believe. There are people who have been crippled today because of a dream they had four years ago. And you need to understand the criteria for receiving a dream which is from God. Now, let me give you the first one. Somebody had a dream and he saw some very bad thing. He said he had a dream that the father was dead. And was telling me, I said, ah, so why didn't you tell me long ago? He said, oh, because I don't believe it. I said, no, you're making a big mistake. You see, that's the problem of many believers who are understanding revelation. Some can have a revelation and they say, no, 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 no. It is not possible. Master, you must understand 
technicalities of using revelation rightly. You have a bad dream. You don't just say, I don't believe it. If you don't believe it, why did you see the dream? There is a way you handle it. Why don't you believe it? There is a reason why you must not believe it. Why? What is the truth about the scripture that makes you say you don't believe it? Don't just say you don't believe it. Now, this is key. So, some says, okay, I don't believe in demons. Master, demons are there. Demons are there. They are destroying the lives of many people. Killing people, destroying many people. So, you cannot say you don't believe in demons. You can say you don't believe in their activities over your life. Even with that one, what is the revelation you are standing on? Greater is he that is in me. Correct. So you don't just be following the crowd and say, hey, we are new Christian. Hey. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. You'll be laughing at the wrong side of your mouth. You must understand the realities of the New Testament before you come and make certain claims. I don't believe in dreams. I don't believe in visions. I said, your father was dead in the dream. And he said, you don't believe it. What are you standing on? I said, oh, I just, I just don't believe. I said, you must believe, oh. You must believe. There's a way you test. Can I show you? Number one, does it edify, exhort, comfort, build, or console? Test number one. Does it edify, exhort, Comfort, build, and console. First Corinthians chapter 14, the verse 3. That's the end purpose of every relation. It must exhort, it must comfort, it must build, it must edify people. It must strengthen you. Look, he says, but he that prophesied, speaketh on the mount, edification, exhortation, and comfort. So is this dream edifying? Is it comforting you? Is it strengthening you? Is it building you? If it is not, you must put it in the garbage. Are you following? First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 26. C. He says, Let all things be done unto what? Edifying. Number two, is it in agreement with God's word? Number two, is it in agreement with God's word? That means every dream must agree with New Testament scriptures or New Testament doctrine or New Testament teaching. Now, why do I qualify the word of God this way? Because many things are biblical but not applicable in the New Testament. So, biblicality is not automatic applicability. Biblicality is not automatic applicability. The fact that it is biblical doesn't mean it is applicable. For example, polygamy is biblical. Are you aware? David married more than four wives and God called him a righteous man. Is it applicable in New Testament? No, because 3 says that you must be of one wife. So the dream must be consistent with apostolic doctrine and teaching. It must be consistent with New Testament epistles. 
A lot of ministries will fall out in this category. Are you following this thing? So you are married and you keep having dreams, seeing a certain other woman. Then you are saying, God leading me for this woman. Get ready for the power of disgrace. So if you have a dream and in a dream you, you saw yourself murdering somebody, you cannot say the spirit of God is leading you to kill. It is not consistent. It's killing biblical. Yes, in the Old Testament there were points where people went for war and killed people. But is it applicable? No. So every dream must pass through the lens of New Testament teaching. Are you seeing this? You have a dream and a spirit is sleeping with you. Does it correspond with New Testament teaching? Uh, you can't answer. Yes or no? No. Why? Because in the New Testament, we are legally married to Christ. So every other marriage is illegal. Now people won't be happy with this one. But thank God there's a New Testament prophet. and let's finish this thing so you have a dream in a dream you have somebody telling you that pick oil and go and bury it in your hometown and all your problems will be over is it new testament teaching is it biblical it could are you following you don't have to bury oil in your hometown. You can stand in Accra and declare and it will move. It said you shall decree a thing and it shall be established. Whatsoever you shall bind on earth. Listen, listen. When you bind something on earth, heaven can also change it. How much more your hometown? Your hometown is not far because even listens to what you see on earth. number three does it exalt Jesus does it exalt Jesus if you are feeling sleepy you just have to rise up and go to the back and make notes you know I said dreams are pictures you see when you are asleep but not here (laughs) In fact, I'm preaching deliberately to make it uncomfortable. That's why I'm shouting like that. So that it becomes uncomfortable for you to sleep. So if you are still sleeping, then the power from your hometown is serious. (laughs) John chapter 16, the verse 14. Now watch it. John 16, 14. Look, he says, He shall glorify me, who? The Holy Ghost. For he shall receive of mine and shall show it to thee. So every dream must exalt Jesus. A dream that is from God must exalt Jesus. It must exalt his finished work. It must exalt what he did from the cross to the throne. Revelation 19 verse 10. Now watch this. He says, and I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, see, thou do not eat. I am thy fellow servant. And of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus, 
which worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is what? The spirit of prophecy. So the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. It must exalt Jesus. Are you here with me? So dreams that don't exalt the finished work of Christ in your life must be kicked into the box. Are you following this? You had a dream, they have put you in a pot. Does it magnify Jesus? Does it magnify Jesus? You see, that's what many don't know. So they just get any dream and they are just, come on. You had a dream, you are in a coffin. Does it glorify Jesus? Does he exalt Jesus? You die at the age of 20. No! Next, number four. Does it have or produce good fruit? Does it have or produce good fruit? So every dream you have must produce good fruit. So, does it make you proud? The dream you have, does it make you proud? Does it give you license to disrespect people? Does the dream you are having promote immorality? Sexual appetites? You must find out. It must produce good fruit. Say good fruit. Yeah. You know... There was one particular guy on Facebook. He pretended to be my friend, but I realized that this guy is not correct. He started preaching some dangerous doctrines. You know, these are people, you know, when you get, to, you get closer to people who downplay prayer, downplay spiritual realities, you might just be because you are just heading towards destruction. People make fun of spirituality in the name of relation. You need to be, you need to be careful. He got to a point because he does not believe in fornication. He said, dreams of men sleeping with women or waking up and then they have drawn the Ghana map on their trousers. He said, that is God's form of menstruation for men. You see how surprised you are? He wrote this on Facebook. That is God's form of menstruation for men. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. But you see, does the dream produce good fruit? That's the question. Does it produce good fruit? So you have a dream where you are. <laughs> oh, let me hold on with that one. It's okay. Does it produce good fruit? Number five. Does it turn one toward God or away from God? Does it turn one toward God? Or away from God. This is critical. Does it turn one toward God or away from God? Very, very critical. So the dream you had, does it want to make you pray more? Does it want to make you study more? Does it want to make you engage in intimacy with God or it draws you away from God? Are you following me? You need to find out. Number six, does it produce liberty or bondage? Fear or faith? Does it produce liberty or bondage? Fear or faith? 
Second Timothy 1 7. The Bible says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear. So fear is a spirit. But rather, He has given us the spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. So dreams that are with God must give you a sound mind. If it produces excruciating fear in your spirit, you must be careful of that dream. You had a dream and you were shaking. Hey! I'm about to die. Fear grips you, ties you. It's not from God. Are you here with me? Hebrews chapter 2, the verse 14. The Bible says, For in as much as the brethren have partaken in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook in the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is what? The devil. Look at the verse 15. And to f- deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. So dreams that produces fear of death is not godly. Because according to the scriptures, you have been delivered from the fear of death. So if you are still fearing you are going to die, you need to be careful of that dream. You need to discard that dream with immediate effect. Are you following? First John chapter 4 verse 17. Come to 18. He says, There is no fear in what? Love. But perfect love, what? Cast out fear. Perfect fear. Cast out love. Perfect love. Cast out fear. So the love of God does fear from your spirit. So dreams that makes you fearful is not God's dream for you. Dreams that produces bondage. Listen, if you have a dream that makes, gives you pressure, that you have to do something. If you don't do it, you die. If you don't do it, you die. It's not from God. You are, you, are, you are pressured to go and do something. If you don't do it in three days, something will happen. Listen, the Holy Spirit does not force people to do things. Anytime you are being forced, you are being led with force to do something. It's not God speaking. People do things immediate, 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 immediate like you had a dream. The dream, somebody confirmed. And he said, you have to marry these three days. If you don't marry her, your life will be the same again. Let your life never be the same. You have a dream. Your auntie told you that in your house, they have buried uh, uh, money underground. So go and look for that money and dig it out. Your auntie that died 10 years ago is telling you there's money. Was she rich? No, she was poor. So where did she, did she get the money from? In this thing. Okay. Number seven, does it produce life or death? Now when I say life or death, I'm not just talking about physical death. In the Bible, death is not just physical. Death can miss the purpose and the will of God for your life. Separation from the will and the purpose of God for your life. Death is anything that came as a result of the fall. So there are dreams that can produce death. It can kill your, 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 your relationship with Jesus. It can just kill it. It can bring you depression, sickness. I've heard of people who had a dream that somebody blood their spine. When they woke up, they had pains in their spine. 
I've seen people I dealt with who had a dream. Somebody beat them. When they woke up, they saw them the bite there. Now, people like that, number one, are people who are, who are so ignorant of scriptures. Because any believer who knows who he is in Christ cannot be experiencing that. So if you see a believer like that, he needs revelation. I'm telling you. Is the demonic world real? Yes, it is very real. But those who know who they are in Christ escape it. Are you following? Number eight. Does the spirit bear witness that it is true? Does the spirit bear witness? Romans chapter 8 says the spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are. So there's a witness within your spirit. You wake up from the dream. There's a certain witness. The thing is not clicking. You just have to throw it into the basket. Are you following this? Even, so does it mean that spiritual people don't have dreams coming from the devil? Yes, of course they can have. But you see, they have learned to scrutinize and know which one is okay. And believers must scrutinize, scan, know which one is from God. Are you following me? Don't feel that when you discuss some dreams, something bad will happen to you. Listen, anything producing fear, anything that produces fear, you feel something bad will happen, it is not from God. Are you following this? So discard it and be happy about it. Are you following? Good. Now, we've come to a very important part of this teaching. How to program yourself to see visions and prophetic dreams. Now, this is very key. Because from here, that's the beginning of the reality. Many of you, it's just going to pop open just like that. Now, listen. Like I said, don't expect that because you're a Christian. The fact that the Bible says that you see visions and dream dreams does not mean that it's automatic for you to be dreaming. There is a way you can, you can program yourself to dream and see visions. For example, before I was coming, as I lined down, the Lord showed me something. This one was not natural. I programmed myself for it. So I receive it. I know how to position myself to receive it. So this one, it's not like I'm dead then by mistake, I see. No. I see to see. Are you getting what I'm saying? Good. So I want to teach you. Number one, ask God about it. You see, it, it will look so simple to some of you that, ah, ask God hope. You miss it. Be careful. Don't miss it. Ask God about it. The Bible says, ask, it shall be given. Knock, it shall be opened. Seek, and ye shall find. So, if somebody, if somebody asks his father for bread, he does not give him a stone. He says, how much more your heavenly father? If you ask God to show you a dream or a vision, he will. Jesus said, whatsoever you shall ask my father in my name, that will I do. That the father may be glorified in the son. So it is God's glory that you have answered prayers when you ask. Are you following? So you must ask God about it. So many Christians are complaining that me, I don't dream, I don't dream. The question I want to ask you is that have you asked God about it? About 90% of believers say that for me, as for me, I don't even know why I'm not dreaming. The question is have you asked God to give you dreams? Prophetic dreams and visions? If you have not asked God, don't be complaining about dreams. Because God answers prayers. 
The Bible says his ears are attentive to the righteous. If you're a righteous man and you pray, God hears. So you must start praying that God give me dreams, prophetic dreams and visions. Are you following? Number two, desire to see visions and have prophetic dreams. You see, it looks like I'm teaching you this secret. If you catch it, you are good to go. You must desire to see visions and have prophetic dreams. In other words, be hungry for it. The Bible says, covet endlessly the best gifts. Covet endlessly. In the New Testament, covetousness is allowed. But the means of your covetousness is the problem. God tells us that we are qualified, validated to covet the best gifts. So God is saying, listen, don't covet cars. Don't covet people's makeups. Don't covet people's bags and shoes. Don't covet people's cars. He says, covet the best gifts. Can you imagine? Covet the best gift. So you can see a man functioning in a certain gift and you can covet it. Desire it strongly. So number two is desire. John chapter 5, the verse 19. So you must desire to see what the father is doing. Now, you must do exactly what Jesus is doing. Look at what Jesus did. He says, then Jesus answered and said to them, verily, verily, I say unto you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the father do. You must appropriate what Jesus did by desiring to see what the father is doing because God is doing so many things. He can partner with you and show you what he's doing. So you must desire Hebrews chapter 11, the verse 6. I was surprised. I told you there are some things that don't come by grace. They come as a reward in the New Testament. It says, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of them that what? Diligently seek him. The word diligently seek is one word, which means to desire earnestly. In the New Testament, we don't hunger and test for righteousness because Jesus is our righteousness. But does it mean we don't hunger for God at all in anything? That's wrong. You can hunger for more of God and more of spiritual realities. Because hunger is the key to know the state of your health. If a man is hungry, it proves he's healthy. If you lose appetite, you are sick. So if your hunger for the things of God is dying, you are sick. Hunger is the state that you are healthy. So believers must be hungry, desire earnestly for the things of the spirit. And I think one of them is revelations. Tell somebody, desire strongly. You see, what, you see God cannot entrust to you what you don't desire. He does not cast his, his pearls to swines. Because if you don't need it and then he just gives it to you, do you value it? No! I started giving seeds to prophets when I was in JSS. When they give me money, I will save the money every month they were doing prophetic program. And I'll buy gifts. When the prophet is going, I'll go and meet him and I give it to him. Very short. Then he'll pray for me. Gone. I did it for years. Until one day the Lord brought the prophet. And before I was even about to give him a gift, he called me. I was playing drums. He says, you, you have desired for this gift for a long time. The Lord says you are going to have it. And he said some secret things which has happened today. 
You must desire. I'm telling you, you must desire. What you don't desire, you are not qualified to have. I'm telling you. Tell somebody, desire. Sometimes when you're home, cry the Lord, I want to see. I want to have visions. Now, God, it doesn't mean you are trying to bend God before God. No, no, no. It's a spiritual reality. It's a principle. God does that so that people will pursue him. I told you, in salvation, God pursues you. In intimacy, you pursue God. It's a reality. You must pursue to know him. You must take your Bible and read. He does not say, my son, please, I've opened the Bible. Come and read. <laughs> Number three, be expectant. Number three, be expectant. Now, many of you are going to even try it even now. You are going to surprise what you are going to see. Be expectant. Number one, ask God for it. Number two, desire, covet to see visions and dreams. You must be hungry for it. Number three, you must be expectant. Expectation is faith in action. Expectation is faith in action. You must be expectant. Be so expectant affects the position of your sleep. Only if you will get it. Be so expectant that it must even affect how you are sleeping. And I'll come there. Revelation chapter 1, the verse 10. You, you must be expectant. You must be expecting this thing to happen. Look at what the Bible said. John said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Ah! Now, the word I was in the spirit is a technical word you must understand. Every believer is in the spirit. The Bible says you are not in the flesh but in the spirit if the spirit of God dwells in you. So every believer is technically in the spirit. But you see, what John was saying was not that he was entering into the spirit. No. He said I was in the spirit. He, what he was saying was that I was in tune with the spirit. Every believer is in the spirit but not all believers are in tune with the spirit. So John said, I was in tune with the spirit on the Lord's day. Do you know that John had a special day for the Lord? expectancy on the Lord's day. He had a day for the Lord. Which day have you set aside for only God? Which hours that in the next two hours it is only for God? He says I was in the spirit in the Lord's day. That means John had a day for the Lord. Expectation. In the Lord's day and had Behind me, a great voice. <coughs> you must have a day for the, for the Lord. A day where you are expecting to see in the spirit. That's why you see a lot of Christians have prayed that God, I want to see. They, they've prayed several times, but you see they are not seeing. It, it, it looks like God is not giving it to them. But you see, there are certain processes you must engage in. And that's what I'm teaching you. Are you, are you following? So you must be expectant. Tell somebody be expectant. So you must be expecting that because you have asked, God is going to give to you. Number three, number four, you must prepare for it. This is also a big problem. Many Christians don't prepare for visions. They don't prepare for prophetic dreams. And they think it will just come because they are Christians. No. You must prepare for prophetic dreams and visions. How do you prepare for it? Let me ask you a question. Do you have a book for dreams and prophecies? If you don't have it, forget about it. 
It's part of expectation and preparation. You must have a special book. You are saying that God, this is my book for prophetic dreams and visions. You are telling God that you are so ready that you are prepared to record what you are going to see. Ah. You must buy a fresh diary. Listen, you see, it, it, there's a price to pay to work in these things. And I'm teaching you, this one is not money. These are realities you must be obedient to. You must have a diary, write my prophetic dream and visions book. You are telling God that, hey, you are making preparations for this atmosphere. You'll be surprised after this teaching. So, you see, the reason why you get the notebook or diary is because, listen, God does not give revelations for fun. Don't think that he's showing you because of fun. He's showing you because there is a message for yourself, for others, and for systems. Are you following this thing? Quickly, number five. Create an environment conducive to see visions and prophetic dreams. Create an environment which is conducive to see visions and have prophetic dreams. You must create an environment. Environment matters. When I say environment, I didn't say that go to a hotel. No, there is a way you can create the atmosphere or environment around you which can influence what and how you see. Let me give you some tips. For example, in my few years of experience in the prophetic ministry, it is easier to see visions between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. It is easier to see visions between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. So it is to pray between 12 and 3 and wait on the Lord by relaxing between three and six. I'm telling you, it will just flow. In the afternoon, revelations also pick up from between 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. This is experience. Between 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. Now, someone says that God can talk at any time. I'm teaching you by experience, okay? It will help you if you humble yourself to learn. But... Let, let's talk about the experience. So, these are some few secrets you must put under number five. To create the environment, okay? Number one, don't eat too heavy at night. And don't take too much pepper at night. Don't eat too heavy at night. And don't take too much pepper at night. I'm teaching you some secrets, too. You can't eat four balls of banku and trust the Lord to show you visions. It doesn't work that way. And many of you have been complaining that when you dream, you don't remember. How can you remember after eating indomie at 12 p.m.? 12 a.m. How can you remember? 11.30, you are eating indomie, 10 cities. Ah! You eat fried rice. Uh, 11.30, fried rice with all this oil. And you're saying, Father, I trust you for a heavenly vision. How can you remember your dreams? Because you are too full to remember dreams. So what you eat matters as it respects to dreams and visions. If you, you eat so much pepper, it can affect you. When you are sleeping. Because the thing affects you. you. It's difficult. It chokes you. You know. You find it difficult to cope. Someone said. Okay. And then you Why? I mean find a vision. (laughs) 
Prophet, if all these things are part, then anyhow, why? Listen, it is good to see visions. I'm telling you, I know what I'm saying. Hmm. Number two, don't just sleep anyhow. Don't just sleep anyhow. You are expecting to see a vision and you sleep like this. You open your leg, eh, Spider-Man. Open your leg like this and you are sleeping. And you put your head down like this. Like Pastor Moses' son, he sleeps like Jesus on the cross. <laughs> no. If you're expecting to see a vision, I'm not saying that you should do that. No. I'm talking about when you're about to sleep. The first 15 minutes before you sleep, there's a way you lie down. You lie down on your back. You put your hands on your chest. And you just breathe in and out three times. You're just there with your eyes closed. I'm teaching you. You, you lie down on your back. You put your hands on your chest. You breathe several times. You relax just the neck. And then you close your eyes. Is that okay? Yes, sir. Good. Number C. Atmosphere matters. Atmosphere matters. Tell somebody, atmosphere matters. The Spirit of God is so gentle that you can easily miss what he wants you. So you need to create an atmosphere. Can I help you with that? You know, when a, a, a husband and a wife is having a romantic session, they don't play domwe music. They don't play bobole bobo. Are you getting it? You know, they sprinkle flowers on the doorway to the bed. You know, chocolates are around. Someone says, Masa, they're then all can. You know, the African men don't need what flowers. Masa, come and lie down. That's why you're not romantic. You are talking about you say flowers and chocolate. Then you see you the flowers will be laid, sir, connecting to the bed. We say, Whoa, baby. I'm so tired. African man. Uh-uh. What are you talking about? You create an atmosphere. You don't play sunny bad you music in that environment. Open the flat which floodgate? Which floodgate? <laughs> so you play romantic kind of songs, you know? Of course, romantic songs are not evil songs. You get what I'm saying? They're not evil songs. They are songs that stir up the atmosphere. So you see, atmosphere matters. So whichever atmosphere you are in, the day you get angry, you listen to Bob Marley. Are you seeing the atmosphere matters? That's why in, in the, when the sun is hot, people don't like Shatawale music. Heba, heba, freedom, freedom, higher, higher. They don't like those music. They play cools from 1 p.m atmosphere because it relaxes the nerves it's the same for spiritual reality you play nice worship songs you don't increase the volume lie to one at the background as you are lying down now listen some of you so when you start doing it it will be so instant that you you run to church to come and tell me are you following this yeah d read scriptures that prepare you for this experience Read scriptures that prepare you for this experience. Read scriptures that prepare you for this experience. I'm talking about when you're about to lie down for it. I'm not just talking about you wake up in the morning, you're going to work and you read it. No. I'm talking about what you do in preparation for the vision. So when you're about to sleep, 
Okay, so you read scriptures. Revelation chapter 1, the verse 15. There are scriptures I read most of the time before I lie down to see visions. Almost every evening I see I I develop it. Look, he says, come to 14. I think it will be fine. 13. Good. He says that, and in the midst of the seven candlesticks, I saw one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot. And get about with paps with golden girdle. Now, as you are reading, you are picturing it. Are you getting it? Next verse. Look at the next verse. He says, and his head and his hairs were like white, were white like wool. Now, this, these are visions that John had. As you are reading it, what you are saying is that you are preparing yourself for it. So you read prophetic scriptures. You read Ezekiel, you read Isaiah, the scriptures that make you see a lot of visions. He saw creatures. So all these areas that makes you see creatures and stuff, be reading prophetic visions, uh, uh, books of the Bible. I normally use Revelation chapter 1. As I'm reading and I'm lying down, it will just pop. It's as though my eyes are going off. Pop, then he sees. Pop. It just comes over and over. And I have to restart again. Come, oh, it's just so beautiful. As you are reading it, you, it, it will seem like you're about to fall asleep. But you're not falling asleep. The reality is beginning. So you read prophetic books. Are you following this thing? Good. So as you're reading these books, they open the power of your imagination. Okay. E. You must yield your imagination to the Holy Spirit. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. You must yield your imagination to the Holy Spirit. Second Corinthians 10, 3 yield your imagination to the Holy Spirit he says for though we walk in the flesh we do not walk after the flesh uh-huh. quickly for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds uh-huh. casting down what? imagination so imaginations play key role in the body of Christ as it matters to visions and dreams to an extent that Paul tells us to even cast down imaginations that which does not correspond. So imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself about the knowledge of God. So you must fill your imagination with God's knowledge. He says, and bringing into captivity every thought. So imagination and thought really matters as it pertains to dreams and visions. Are you seeing that? So yield your imagination to what? The Holy Spirit. That means you must guard what you look at before sleeping. Listen, the first 15 minutes before you go to bed is very important before sleeping. Are you following this teaching? Out of the abundance of imagination, dreams and visions speaks. <laughs> So, you must guard what you look at before sleeping. Social media, TV, movies. The first 15 minutes before you're about to sleep, you must be very careful what you watch before sleeping. Today, you can almost see half-naked women just by scrolling on Facebook on your phone, which can affect your vision. Hmm. Now, you must avoid pictures, images, and videos that corrupts the subconscious mind. You cannot be watching a sexual movie 10 minutes before you sleep. No. 
It doesn't work that way. You cannot be watching horror movies 10 minutes or one hour before you sleep. You cannot be watching romantic movies one hour before you sleep. You see yourself having dream walking in a garden and having garden wedding. What you feed your thought with hours before you sleep, they translate. Now, you need to, you need to know this thing. I'm teaching you the secrets. This, I'm teaching you scriptural secrets. Are you following this thing? Now, everything you view or see in your thought and imagination is a seed before you sleep. And if it's a seed, that means it will yield fruit. In other words, what you sow in your thought before sleeping is what you will reap as a fruit while sleeping. What you sow in your thought before sleeping is what you reap in your dreams while sleeping. So your thoughts before sleeping is a seed. Whatever you sow into it, if you sow horror movie, you have horror dreams. If you sow romantic movie, you have romantic dreams. If you sow movies with gunshots and bloody movies, you have dreams seeing bloody things. Now these are serious keys I'm giving you. You must purge your eye before sleeping. I'm not saying this as a law. I'm teaching you this as a principle. If you really want to have prophetic dreams and visions, you must purge your eye before sleeping every night. Today, for example, my family page, not my family, they put a certain video of a certain um, um, celebrity who was put, who put a towel on her um, uh, body and she was dancing and she was removing herself. I didn't know. I opened it and I saw her I just deleted it. You know why? Because as, a, as, as somebody who, who is interested in seeing visions, your visions can be corrupted by what you keep viewing consistently. Are you getting this thing? So if you keep watching sexual movies, it, it prevents your dream pathing. If you keep feeding on things before sleep, I'm talking about, I'm not saying don't watch movie, don't get me wrong. I'm saying the few hours you have before sleeping, you must be careful what you sow into it. Tell somebody, be careful what you sow into it. Is it clear? Are you sure it's clear? Alright, so five minutes time, I should be done. Now, how to enhance prophetic revelations. How to enhance them. And listen, what I'm saying, don't just write it in your notebook and go and sleep and take everything for granted. Though. I'm giving you keys that I've never shared. Listen, I've never shared this in ministry ever before. I've never shared this with anybody. This is the first time I'm teaching this in my life. Yeah. Number one, cultivate the habit of speaking in tongues before sleeping. Cultivate the habit of speaking in tongues before sleeping. The Bible says that he that speaketh in a known tongue does not speak unto men, but speaks unto God. How be it he utters what? Mysteries in the spirit. So if you speak mysteries before sleeping, you see mysteries while sleeping. If you speak divine secrets while sleeping, you begin to see secrets while sleeping. If you speak mysteries before sleeping, you will see mysteries, divine secrets while sleeping. 
Number two, have appointed days of fasting. Have appointed days of fasting. Now, fasting is not a commandment in the New Testament. You must understand that Jesus even said before he died, he says, when you fast. That means he expects you to fast, but it's not a command. But listen, if you really want to be serious with ministry, you will fast. If you really want to be serious with ministry, you will fast. But it's not compulsory. But if you really want to be serious in ministry, you will fast. Are you following this? I told you the apostle of grace said what? In fastings, often. That also changed my life. Apostle of grace was fasting by heart. I said I will fast by heart. There are seven days in a week. I fast four days in a week. Praise God. And trust me, my life has never been the same. I'm not talking about fasting by law. But hey, if I don't do it, God will not give me power. No, no, no. Doing moments of fasting, you are able to starve the flesh to an extent that you give the, the spirit for the chance to flow. You need to teach him on understanding fasting and the grace. I think that teaching is there so you can. Number three, ask God for interpretations and ask for more. Most of the time, about 80% dreams symbolic. And you need to ask God to interpret the dreams for you. You need to ask God. You first of all ask God to show you the dream. He has shown you the dream or shown you the vision. You need to ask him to interpret it for you. And you, you'll be surprised until you talk. It can't work. Even as a prophet, sometimes before ministering, I speak to God in my mind. I say, God, show me something about this one. Then it begins. Sometimes it doesn't begin immediately. It begins 10, 15 minutes later. That's why I sing. Because I'm asking God questions about people whilst I'm, I'm, I'm standing. You must ask. Because if you don't ask, you will not receive. Are you following this thing? It's like Pastor Kenneth Hagan said one day, he was talking with Jesus in a vision, and a monkey spirit came there and was hopping around them. And Jesus was watching. He was also watching. And the monkey spirit was interacting the conversation. And he was expecting Jesus to rebuke the monkey. So he was watching Jesus and Jesus was watching the monkey with him. Ah! Monkey is making noise. He's interacting. Ah! Conversation. Jesus was still watching. He says, Jesus, can't you see the monkey? He said, can't you also see the monkey? And Jesus gave him scriptures that until he demands for it, it can never happen. When Jesus showed him, he says, in the name of Jesus, I command you to go! And the monkey vanished. And they continued the conversation. Jesus allowed that to teach him something. That there are principles in the spirit. What you don't ask, it doesn't work. What you don't demand. So some people think that because you're a Christian, no weapon formed against you will prosper. No. You must start confessing, demanding, declare that I will not die before my time. It's in the word, but it must be on the lips before it becomes powerful. Are you following this? Number four. Read books, watch prophetic tapes and teachings that teach on it often. So you need to read books on dreams, read good books on visions. For example, this teaching I'm giving to you, you need to be listening to it over and over. We'll make it available on podcasts so that you can listen. So you need to read books often about it. Number five, pray consistently for your dreams and visions to become clearer and sharper. Pray consistently for your dreams and visions to become clearer and sharper. 
your dreams and visions don't get clearer by one day. No. You need to keep praying until it becomes clearer and sharper. Are you following? Number six. Meditate on scriptures with your imagination. Meditate on scriptures with the power of your imagination. Take a prophetic scripture and meditate on it with the power of your imagination. Because there are scriptures that are doorways into the spirit. There are scriptures that are doorways into the spirit. Number seven. Let God know how much you value and appreciate your previous dream or vision. Let God know how much you value and appreciate your previous dream or vision. You must thank God that God, oh, I just saw a flash of light. I appreciate it, Lord. Thank you for giving me a flash of light. You are telling God that you value it. You didn't see the video, but you just saw a light. Appreciate him for the previous vision you had. Quickly, understanding quotes and prophetic keys and tokens and symbols. Understanding quotes, prophetic keys, tokens and symbols. Now you must understand that there are prophetic keys, tokens and symbols in the spirit. Sometimes you don't see them, you hear them. Sometimes you don't hear them, you feel them. They are, they are keys. So in dreams, you can have dreams with symbols. symbols, And you must be able to interpret them through your understanding of scriptures concerning these realities. Are you following this, this teaching? Alright, so um, you must understand the importance of colors in dreams. One, red signifies danger or redemption. Blue signifies something that is heavenly. So you can have a dream, you saw yourself wearing a blue dress. It means something. Don't ignore it. That is how you must write your dreams down and God will start interpreting them for you one by one. You consider colors when you dream. Don't just dream and say you had a dream. Consider every color God shows you. Black represents famine. Represents wickedness. It represents a bad omen. Something bad. It represents death. White signifies righteousness and victory. So you had a dream you are wearing white. God is showing you something. These are tokens you must appreciate. So if you have a dream and you see yourself wearing black and white, black is negative, white is positive. So if you are wearing black and white, it means hypocrisy. <laughs> Number two, you must consider minerals in dreams. When I talk of minerals, I'm talking about gold, silver. You must, if you have a dream, you see gold, you see silver, they all mean something precious. For example, gold represents God. Silver represents redemption or deliverance. Bronze signifies judgment. And pearls represents that which is precious. So you have a dream. Maybe a man was giving you pearls. You must be able to interpret them. That there's something precious God wants to give to you. And you continue from the dream. So you see, you must know how to interpret dreams from this light. And don't think that dreams are automatic. You just had a dream. Somebody was giving me something. What is the meaning? Number two, you must appreciate elements like cars. A car. If you have a dream sitting in a car, you had a dream sitting in a boat with people in the boat. You had a dream sitting in a plane with people in the plane. These things represent ministry. You had a dream driving people in a car. It's talking about you and your fellowship members or you and your ministry. 
So if you have a ministry and you crash with a car, God is telling you, be careful, your ministry is about to crash. So cars drives people. Ministry is a driving. You drive with people. So if you see people within a certain a boat, a car, a plane, it represents ministry, especially if you are the one driving. Praise God. If you have a dream, you see a phone and you are talking on phone. Phones is for communication. God is telling you about your communication with him. There was one time for a long time I couldn't pray because I was very busy and I had a dream I was holding a phone and the phone fell down and the phone broke into pieces. When I woke up, I said, my God, your phone fell down. You know what it means? It means you have lost communication. So God was using the dream to tell me that it's been a long time I prayed and he wants to show me some things. So I, I quickly went back to prayer. Are you seeing this? You must understand biblical names and characters. For example, you had a dream and you had the name in the dream, David. What does David represent? David represents kingship. David was once a shepherd boy. It represents humility. He became a king. Represents exaltation. So biblical names you hear or see in dreams have a meaning. You must interpret from their storyline what God is saying. Is it clear? Time will permit me to talk about all these things. But I'm giving you some clues at least. So if you have a dream and you see a pastor, a great man of God, a president, it represents God. Number one, it also represents greatness. So if you saw a pastor like Pastor Chris, great man of God talking to you, it is God. It is the Holy Spirit talking to you. He's using an image of a highly respected man of God to speak to you. So it is the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Number two, it represents great means you, be, you will come to that level. Are you appreciating this thing I'm teaching? Good. So you must understand the essence of certain animals. In the Bible, fish represents souls. So if you have a dream carrying fishes, it means God is giving you the bedding for soul winning. If you see yourself casting your nets to draw fishes, God is calling you into as an evangelist. Are you seeing this thing? Yeah. So elves also have a representation. Dove signifies the gentility of the Holy Ghost. Frogs are demonic spirits. If you have a dream seeing a snake, it means lies and deception. So whichever way the snake handled you is how you interpret it. So some of you will see a snake, you say, hey, there's a snake in my family. No. You must take your time. Allow the Holy Spirit to interpret it. Because snake is not always representing the devil. It represents lies. That means you are in deception and you need to be careful. And God will be communicating all these things to you. Are you seeing these things? You, finally, you need to appreciate numbers in dreams. I'm teaching you this so that you appreciate details you see in dreams. Because people have missed a lot of details. Numbers really matters. Somebody gave you three coins. Why did he give you three coins? Someone gave you two this. Someone gave you three that. Five that. You must appreciate numbers. Because God is speaking. One represents God. Because he's the only source. One is the beginning of all numbers. The Bible says in the beginning, God. God is the first source. Two represents testimony. Or relationship can two walk except they agree relationship three signifies resurrection it signifies the godhead four signifies creation 
That's why there are four living creatures. Four winds. Four cardinal points. These are all earthly things representing creation. Five represents grace. At a certain time, it represents responsibility. Because there were ten virgins. Five were wise. Five were foolish. The wise ones were those who were responsible to have extra oil. So if you have a dream and something connects to five, God is telling you, be responsible. Are you seeing that? Six represents falling man. Or that which falls. Seven represents rest. So you had a dream, you saw seven flags. That, that means God is telling you that I'm giving you rest in a certain situation you have found yourself. But if you don't know how to interpret it through the power of numbers, you'll be thinking that you just saw seven flags. Eight represents new beginning. David was the eighth among his brothers. Yet he became the first. Because he was made king among all of them. The whole earth was destroyed with flood. Only eight people was, were saved. Noah and his family. When they came out of the boat, they had a new beginning. So eight represents new beginning. Nine represents the gifts of the spirit or the fruit of the spirit. Ten represents working or work. We have ten toes, ten fingers, ten commandments. Talks of responsibility. That means God has given you an assignment you must accomplish. So I'm just giving you a certain flow so that you can appreciate it. So all these things are details that God shows you in dreams. You need to write them down and pray about it. Except you don't want these realities in your life. But once you want them, you must let God know you are interested in every detail in what he shows you. Are you following? Alright. So you must understand that you must not expect anything spectacular when it comes to dreams. Some of you are expecting to see names and telephone numbers when you have just started. Full names. Lord, give me full name. Lord, show me people's hometowns. <laughs> your father's name cry you will see it in a dream because you're in a hurry you see you're in a hurry God works with time any prophet you see today mentioning names he didn't start mentioning names so he started from somewhere so you must appreciate the little things God shows you you first saw a flash of light a flash of star a flash of a tree God was showing you something appreciate the little then the little grows are you seeing it? So God deliberately starts little by little with you so that you want to pursue him more. You saw a tree. You don't understand what you're saying. He said, God, give me understanding. You see, you are pursuing him now. So God does it that way so that you pursue him more. Are you following this? Good. So, the more you are faithful with the little he gives to you, the more God entrusts you with more higher and deeper revelations. I'm done.